We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And good morning. Welcome to this edition of The Real Estate Show here on 830WCCO. Chris and Andy in studio with me, Danny Long here, welcoming your real estate questions as we always like to do. And we'll do that either by phone or by text before uh, I'm going to ask Chris a question about open houses. But let me give you our phone number and the text number for your real estate related questions. 651-989-9226 or uh, send the guys a text 81807. You know, you had just mentioned off air, Chris, about open houses. And I I don't know if I've ever asked you this. Do you guys think they're effective? I mean, uh, I'm trying to think of any negative. I think as far as from a realtor standpoint, they they think they're effective. But I think from a seller's perspective, sometimes they think, no, they're not. They're a bother. Yeah. And they think that, you know, all that's going to happen is the neighbors are going to come in and be nosy and check out the place. Yeah. Or the realtor's just going to be there because he's trying to get some buyers. You know, yeah. and and so then obviously their house is just kind of a pawn for for that for other reasons. Yeah, exactly. And then, and, and in some cases, I'm not saying that doesn't no, happen. I that know. it it does happen. But going back to the neighbor part, um, I'll tell you what, Denny. Who do you th- who's the second most invested in getting you the most money that you possibly can, rather than yourself? If your house your is neighbor. on the market, it's your neighbor, and it's your neighbor because the higher that that one sells, I mean, that only helps your property. And so letting those neighbors in is a good thing. It's, there's nothing wrong with that. I say, hey, come in. Yeah, absolutely. You want to see it. And because the other thing is, is once buyers are interested in the house, you know, they start stalking it. And they look around, they see parks and this and that, and all of a sudden they oh, stumble okay. upon a, uh, a neighbor. And if that neighbor knows more about that house, can actually sell it to them and say good things about it, I mean, it's only going to help you. So getting the neighbors in, I think, is a really good thing. Have you ever, as a realtor, involved or told the people, you mentioned something like that on the air here before. Uh, if you're interested in that house, if you're bold enough, ask the neighbors what they think of the house and the neighborhood. I mean, were they, are they honest enough to do that? Yeah, well, absolutely. Think so. And I think, you know, from when you're talking about selling, you know, there's – there's a lot of people that they, they know people that might want to be in their neighborhood or they have friends that want to move into that area. And so talking to your neighbors um, before getting your house even on the market is not a, a bad thing in which to do, I mean, from a sales perspective. Right. But I also think, you know, I deal with a lot of the stuff in some of the higher markets and stuff like that. And uh, that's a big one that they think, no, you don't do open houses, you know, you just don't do it. And to me, if we, logically, we have to look at from a buyer's perspective. So if, if you're going out to look at a million, million and a half dollar home, you know, and you call an agent, say you call Andy up and say, hey, Andy, I want to go look at this million and a half dollar home. Andy's going to attack, you know. You right? got it. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to attack. respectfully <laughs> qualify kidding. the buyer. Yes, exactly. But you're going to do it. I mean, because obviously, you know, you want to be able to sell them something. So from that buyer standpoint, it's kind of like, hey, that house is open. We're not really thinking about maybe moving, but gosh, it would be kind of neat. Let's just go by there. And I'm telling you, it works. It works for the mm-hmm. bigger ones. And, you know, but you got to set it up right, too. I mean, it's a, it's a different type of open house at a million or more 
than it is That's at three hundred thousand or under. And what what are your thoughts? Why why do you say that? Because see, I look at it like it's it is maybe a little more sophisticated of a buyer that has more. Um, let's call it glue for a buyer's rep that they want to stick to them because obviously they can make a bigger commission on it potentially. So that's why there's that aggressiveness by agents in that price range. But on the other hand, I mean, it's still a house. It's still where they want to live. They still go through the same buying cycle and the same emotional roller coaster that somebody buying a $100,000 townhouse does. You know I mean? it's You make it a little more special. Yep. Meaning that maybe the frequency isn't as much. Um, I mean, and leading up to it, you kind of uh, do a lot of marketing and lead up to it. Then sometimes you have more than one person, maybe two or three people in there mm-hmm. to be able to kind of handle um, the questions. Because, you know, when people are looking in that price range, what you're trying to do is you got to sell value. Because sure. especially in that price range, they have the opportunity to do anything they want sure. and buy anything that they want. And so you need to be able to sell your house and the value of what your house has. And I think on some of the other ones, hey, mm-hmm. if, you don't, if you don't react today, you're not getting it. Well, you know, Chris, I, rem- I don't know if you guys remember back in the, the day there used to be that old uh, store called Audio King, right? And for those of us that would buy the high-end appliances or the high-end components, what was nice about Audio King is the first thing you'd do is you'd walk in the door and they'd say, can I get you guys a soft drink? Can I get you a water? Can I get you a Coke? Right. Are you guys, you want a snack? What are we? What are we in here talking about today? And I, I used to love that store because that they knew that they weren't going to be able to compete on price with the with the you know the big boxes, but they can out they outclassed them. They they literally made you feel comfortable, made you feel special, got excited about the what project. What else did it do? It kept you there longer. Oh, absolutely. I know. mean, I, I spent literally tons of you know Wednesday Thursday nights over there upgrading speakers, and they used to do things that nobody else would do, and that's. I think it's sad that they went away because I really like their their approach to business, and I'm sure there's somebody listening that'll write into the show and tell me there's places like that now, but I can't find them. But I well, mean, I think we got someone that's even better. Why don't you, <laughs> what do you think of that one? It Debbie? says, "Can open houses have booze? Sometimes I want to buy my realtor a good scotch." <laughs> hey, God bless them. <laughs> hey, well, Denny, you I'm know, doing an open house today, <laughs> right at noon. Come on over. <laughs> Uh, you know, we did a, a couple, uh, we've done it several times. We call it our donuts and beer open houses where we'll do them from 1130 to 1 and we bring in a bunch of local craft beers. We bring in some of the funky really? donut shops. Yeah. And so, for you know, realtors or for buyers? For both. Yeah, for We'll do it for it the neighborhoods because, you know, everybody's usually up by 11 and out and moving around. They've, you know, those that are up early are doing their chores. They're ready for a break. And it's, it's, it's really interesting how when they come up to the selections and they go, well, I'm on a diet, so I better have a beer. Or the, well, I don't drink anymore, Andy, so I'm going to have a donut. You know, and it's, it's a great conversation piece. But who doesn't like donuts and beer? And it's a funny, goofy, quirky, get their attention, get them in the door. And, and I think, Chris, that's ultimately what you're talking about is getting them in the door, letting them have a chance to experience that house for what it's, you know, designed for. Maybe it's a home that's on the lake, so maybe you have a lakefront, you know, get together. You have the house is designed to entertain. Maybe you have like a chef come in and prepare something kind of fun in the gourmet kitchens. And I think that's what. And you'd be surprised. I mean, the people that come through that are just lookers, yeah. you know, because there is lookers out there, mm-hmm. but those lookers also have relatives and friends. And I get a great example. I was sitting at a uh, open house on the lake in Prior Lake. It was the most peaceful day. And I, I was sitting there. It was really slow. <laughs> and I just started dozing off. And all of a sudden, this person wakes me up. <laughs> kind of hits me. And I'm like, oh. oh. And so and she's and she's walking around. She goes, I think my brother would really like this house. And I'm like, that's awesome. Bring him over. And uh, she was in that brother did 20s. come over and he ended up buying the house. She was in he the did. house for 20 yeah, minutes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stole everything underneath me. But uh, <laughs> no, that's the other thing. People say that with open houses from what a seller, about that? they're going to steal everything from you. 
I've never had it happen. 27 years, I've never had that happen either. Even even in areas that I consider to be right on the edge of where you thought maybe a troublemaker might wander into the open house and never, never seen it. Go go ahead. I was going to say, I think today now too, with the advent of the, the cameras, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and and people are, people have those, and they're and they're working. So you got to kind of watch what you're doing in these houses. Now, as well. if, if you're just joining us here on the real estate show, and by the way, we welcome your real estate questions by phone or by text. Uh, but we're talking about uh, open houses, and uh, I don't know how we got started on that, but we did. I think it's an interesting topic. And I, for as far as your you guys as realtors. And now I'm sure you're busy because of the multiple offers and everything. You got people coming through these houses mm-hmm. left and right. But if it's if it's not that busy, like if you have one or two people there, or maybe just one, do you jump on them right away, or do you let them come to you know, like in some realtors, I, I'm Attack. sorry, some retailer, yeah, some retail outfits, the salespeople are on them right you, away. Boy, I tell, you'd be surprised, Danny, how many agents that are in these open houses that literally look up from their laptop and go, "Hey, if you have any questions, let me know. I'm over here." Uh, and they yeah. let the people walk through, and there's no attention. And I'm like, no, that's that's well, what a complete waste of an yeah, opportunity right. to, to have. Right. You know, a person coming. To, here's the thing: I love people, though. So I'm like, hey, where are you guys from? The neighborhood? Where are you from? I mean, you looking to move in? Did you get a new job? You know, boy, did you see the school district here with the schools? Man, girls soccer, they are doing great. You know, those are the things that I engage with people. You know, I think the agent's job is to have that person coming through the door. Number one, you need to qualify what they're there for. So how do I how do I help you maximize your experience today? You know what I mean? What are you looking for? Right. Why why'd you come through an open house today? And people will tell you if you ask them. Yeah, and I think, you know, you watch TV sometimes and some of these sh- um, where they're showing people around and they go in and they go, here's the kitchen. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're kidding. No, but. I here's mean, Chris Rooney sleeping in the lawn chair yeah. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> don't wait till. Anyway, let's take a break here. We'll come back uh, in just a moment. I want to invite our listeners to call in if you have a question or, or text uh, the question to the guys. Uh, text number 81807 or call us 651-989-9226. Beautiful day, beautiful weekend here in the Twin Cities. Don't forget mom tomorrow. 66 is our current temp, going for a high of around 82 today. And again on Mother's Day tomorrow. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to this portion of our real estate show here on A3OWCCO. Chris and Andy in studio welcoming your questions related to real estate either by phone or by text. And there is a line open if you want to use it, 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. Um, you want to? I was just going to say yeah. that. Uh, talk about open houses. Yeah, you have one. Um, today? Yeah, we. I I have one myself, but we have one going on right now. Catherine Ooh. Peters, who works with us, um, is at eighty eight fifteen Legends Club Drive. Have you golfed the Legends? No, I have not. Okay, this one's on Legends Lake. It's and they're a lucky. Great I deal. Yeah, it's on from ten to noon, and then <laughs> I'm going to hold open one right down the street, a walkout Rambler, uh, seven hundred fifty thousand on the Legends as well. So All right. that's today. Nice. Good going. So you got anyways, a nice day for that for yeah. sure. Should we take that call? Yeah, Sarah is calling from Coon Rapids uh, this morning. Go ahead, Sarah. Yes, I have a question. Um, uh, there's a township, and what they want to do is they want to narrow the right-of-way of the property from 66 feet to 33 feet. And I'm wondering if uh, what the pros and cons of that would be. So it they're actually giving you more property back. Does that sound right? Right. I, I think that'd be a pro. For sure. Okay. Yeah, 100%. Usually it's the opposite. The phone calls that come in where they say they're widening the right of way and there's eminent domain happening because the county and the city or whatever are working together to 
collaborate to get a wider, more you know, efficient uh, use for the 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 uh, highway system or the roadway system. And when they're giving you more back, maybe just ask the questions. You know, the you know, what what do I get? Am I are my taxes going to increase with this? Are my you know, what are my rights with that property? Do I can I still use it, or is it completely being cleared of all easements? Um, you know, and, and those are the questions I would ask. Well, I think too, I mean, when you just, when you talk of it right away and getting one, even if it's 66 feet, what is that creating? I mean, is that creating that it's, it's going to be on your doorstep? I mean, a lot closer, or is it actually giving more access to that neighborhood that maybe you didn't have before? Mm-hmm. And so that could be a positive on it. So okay. it all, it all really kind of, um, kind of depends. Okay. Okay, well, thank you for your help. Good luck. All right, thanks for the call. That leaves the line open at 651-989-9226. You know, Danny, a lot of people talk about a housing bubble. Yeah. The housing bubble's yeah. happening. And uh, uh, myself and Andy, have, we've talked about that quite a bit and kind of gone over it. And uh, then Andy, he's Mr. Research Guy, and he kind of dives into stuff, which is really, I mean, really good. <laughs> cause to kind of, like, actually prove our points, you know, and the, thinking about the housing bubble. Yeah, exactly. This is awesome. See, this is when I'm resting. This is what he does. But uh, I can't sit still. I'm, He's sleeping. I'm running around, <laughs> diving off the dock. You know. I'm thinking. Okay. Right. But anyways, um, let's talk about the housing bubble and why we don't think there is a housing bubble happening right now. Well, you know, uh, th- there's a lot of evidence that's out there that everybody's like, you know, they're worried that oh, prices are going up crazy, and everybody's insecure right now as buyers, and they're. What, what I mean by that is they're, they're second-guessing themselves as they're going into these multiple offers. They're saying, I don't want to pay more than the price that the last guy paid. I want to pay the same price. That, that's obviously human nature. But, you know, when we looked at a lot of the reasons, and this isn't all of them, but this is our, you know, 10,000 feet looking down version. I mean – And we've lot- talked about these before. You know what I mean? Yep. And kind of in a, a lot of the things we talk about, what drives the market, you're – there, well, yeah, and I mean, and there was a couple of key it. things I think that fell. The reason why we had trouble last time was we had our mortgage lending standards were just way too lenient, which we all have addressed that, right? I mean, even the federal government with the Frank Dodd Act obviously addressed it, you know. Um, we, we, we also had a situation where um, there were a lot of people that were not really qualified to purchase and, you know, in a mortgage that they were getting into. There was a lot of people that were overextending themselves and the lending practices were beyond just letting people with low credits or, you know, I mean, literally they do, you know, negative amortization where interest would go on top of your loan. You know, your credit score could be super low. You didn't have to put any money in. Sometimes they gave you money back. I mean, it's crazy. Well, you, you were meeting like normal couples with normal jobs and they were with no money down, you know, or little money down buying $800,000 houses when they probably were more comfortable with a two fifty. And it was like, why are they doing it? And there was a lot of the, uh, again, you know, and then home builders based on this um, situation, they were out there just skyrocketing with appraised values and they were overbuilding inventory. So there was, you know, a lot of inventory, new construction coming onto play. So those were kind of the three things that we saw as major factors. There was probably a million more, but that was kind of the the big three. And so, you know, we started looking back at um, the credit availability. And, and now when they looked at, and by the way, Denny, we posted this. Uh, this is a report that we actually published. And we put it on our Facebook page. Well, you did. So you can reference the actual stats. We have the the graphs and everything on there, too. So if you want to go back and read the articles and get a little more in depth, um, it's all there on our Facebook page. Um, Real Estate Radio Hour, 830 WCCL. Yep. So go ahead and look us up on Facebook, like our page, and then uh, go ahead and read the article. But we were talking about lending practices even back in the 2006 five. Compared to where they are today, it's almost, you know, they have a the, um, the mortgage credit availability index was like at 800 to 900 points. Right now, we're still under 200. And that means like how lenient they are for lending. So, I mean, we're, we're three times more, um, I, I would say that 
we're scrutinizing the loans three times more, if not more than that, than we used to. And so people are concerned about that. I think the other thing. I think thing, what's interesting too is when yeah. everyone said, hey, it's, it's starting to, you know, at the, at the worst case scenario where they really tightened up everything, yep. kind of in that 2010, 2011 range. Yep. I mean, that was just a little under 100. Now we're about 190. So it hasn't opened up as, I mean, and people think it's just, oh, everything is much easier in which to be able to get. And it's not. It's not. I mean, the, and, the, and I'll tell you where it's really hard. It's with the people with uh, more money. Right. You know, because they're scrutinizing them even more because it's like there's no way you have that. Mm-hmm. And so then you have yeah. to document everything. But that's what it is. I mean, I've got so many examples of, you know, an FHA buyer that's doing three and a half percent down. That's getting it a gift from someone. A credit score is probably around 640 flying through like nothing. And mm-hmm. then other people that are making a lot of money and have a lot of money and have and are getting scrutinized to the to the hill. But but that's what it was is because it was like it's too good to be true. Huh. So well, yeah, really interesting. Yeah, I mean and that that is so true Chris. I mean and I I'm with you there and you know Danny, one of the other components that's missing right now that was a big part of why we had enough inventory back in that day was the new construction like we referenced. And right now if you look at back between 2003 and 2006, we were putting out 350,000 new houses a year as a country. In 2016 and 17, we've been averaging right around 142,000, which which isn't a bad thing. I mean, and here, you know, yeah, we ramp up, you know, new construction. Then we'd have the inventory that we probably need to feed the market, but then we'd also have that flood of houses constantly there that keeps us. It's almost like the the shop that you have to custom order things, and there's a waiting list, like like Teslas or whatever. You have to put an order in, and you have to wait. They have genuine real buyers, and I think that's what we're seeing right now is we're seeing an organic market that is real people that are qualified. The new construction isn't flooding the market, which is keeping prices in in a demanded position. And the stuff that is new that's selling is so much higher. But then the last component, the third thing is, is that we just have not seen appreciation yet back to where it was a decade ago. In some markets, we're really close. But there was some ridiculous stat, like there's still 58% of the markets that are out there that still have not returned to pre-burst values. So all those things being said, I still think there's movement in this market there with rates as low as they are. I mean, they were just hovering around 4% on a 30-year fix this week. It's still a good time to buy as a buyer. As a seller, I think it's one of the best times I've seen to get out there in the last 10 years to get back on the market, grab that equity, and, and make your move. If you take all your stats and kind of throw them together, I mean, to me, what it says is that consumer confidence. That's consumer confidence where it's at, and I think we're, we're not getting much inventory is because there is people worried about kind of a housing bubble. And mm-hmm. then that's creating this kind of frenzy because there's not many for these people to go after and get. I mean, um, inventory rates are at, at two months right. where they used to be, you know, Well, six and we can't, we can't fulfill that need with new construction. We can't build houses for 250 to 350 right. hardly ever anymore. I mean, it's – but anyway. All right. I tell you what, we've got more show to come here, another half hour or so. So if you have a real estate question, 651-989-9226 or send a text, 81807. Right now, the CCO temperature reading 66 on our way to 82. And welcome back to the Real Estate Show here on A3OWCC. Always welcoming your real estate questions in the form of either phone or a text. The uh, text number is 81807. Phone is 651 651- Nine eight nine nine two two six. Chris and Andy in studio, welcoming your questions. There's a. I don't know if you guys want to uh, yeah. approach this. Uh, text. Yeah, we're talking about the housing bubble, and this right. kind of has something to do with that. Uh, but the texter says there's a quote. But you can't expect the appraisals to keep up with multiple offers, ten percent over list. You want to okay. respond to that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I hope I get those. Well, those first nice. of all, let me let me just and I'll let Chris because I know Chris, you've got a whole theory on this. Depends on first of all if the house that's listed is priced right. Okay, that's a big assumption. So if the house is priced at market value, then that doesn't make sense. What if the house is priced under market value? Right? That's a marketing and, call. And the marketing strategy. For, yeah, just because it's for sale doesn't mean it's priced right. That's yeah. that's my biggest argument with anybody that sells a house is that. You know, we've done a market, and yeah, you want four fifty, but our market shows it's worth three seventy five, and they don't understand why it's for sale for two years, you know, or whatever. And, I mean, and, and market value is what a seller's willing to sell for, and a buyer's willing to buy for. Boom. Now, if you need financing, the lender says, "Hey, you got to have an appraised value." So now we have to be able to prove that, um, you know. But that's, that's the, market but, value. And where do they pull the stats from for an appraisal? I mean, we've talked about this a million times, but I mean, just for entertainment, where where do they get their stats mostly? From sold homes that have yeah. sold in the last actual six examples of sold homes, yeah, usually one from the same exact neighborhood. You know, if it's a Absolutely. multi-family, it's got to be several. Um, and so this, this, these numbers aren't pulled out of the sky. Yeah. I mean, these are real numbers. Yeah, and your and your realtor needs to do the background too and make sure that you can support um, those numbers and or get that support. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, uh, Andy, what it takes is that uh, obviously the market in these kind of markets, it's hard mm-hmm. to catch up to. You know, because it's right. it's it's going and there's pockets that all of a sudden, whoa, they you know, they start jumping up. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes, you know, if you had like a, a quick closing and they can't support that appraised value, sometimes just extending that closing 30 days gets a couple others closed and creates a whole new appraisal. That, for that's you. such a fantastic example of what we're seeing with the with the uh, uh, proactive appraiser and, you know, and a proactive listing agent saying, hey, we know there's a couple sales that are coming. And the appraisers I've seen actually reaching out to those listing agents and saying, hey, we're having trouble with an appraisal. Can you disclose some of the terms of this agreement ahead of time? If not, they say, when is it closing? So we can use that as a comp. And then those comps come in, they close. <clears throat> the house down the road got appraised at the a very close to what we needed to uh, value. Then they can use that comp, and it shows a history of that area supporting that value. Right, and you got to help the appraiser too. You have to justify sure. why that is because that's what they're doing. They're justifying to the <laughs> investor that hey, this place is worth it, mm-hmm. you know, and it's worth it. And sometimes, you know, when you have four offers and you tell them, hey, we had four offers and. Here's what it was. It sold in one day, mm-hmm. six hours on the market. I mean, that's telling you something, and it's telling the investor something. And so to the texter, too, I wanted to say this. There, there are You can always put um, uh, you know, uh, in your addendums or whatever, you can counter back an offer. Let's say that the offer comes in, and you know it's ridiculously high. Good for you as a seller, you as a selling agent, but you know it's not going to appraise. Because the old days of the sneaky agent saying, hey, let's bid it high. We know it won't appraise there. We can renegotiate the terms when everybody else is gone because now now the, the auditorium of buyers is gone. It's just us and the seller, and we'll renegotiate. The shiny coin's not so yeah. shiny anymore. So we started putting clauses in there that will say that the buyer will respectively give up to $20,000 of any you know deficiency on the appraisal, and nobody wants to sign it. And all of a sudden, you really the smoke blows away, and you see what the offer really looks like. Because if you put that in front of a, a buyer's agent, and the buyer agent says, no way, we'd never sign that – you know they don't have the confidence in their offer. And if they don't have the confidence, you shouldn't have the confidence either. Good point. Good Texter point. says this. Uh, I'll uh, read it verbatim. I would argue that due to the lack of inventory, some buyers are no longer acting in their best interests. Buyers are acting under duress due to the lack of inventory, which makes the sale no longer a true arm's length sale. So they need to bring cash to keep up with this. Yeah, that's yeah. America. That's yeah. free market. 
Yeah. You're allowed to do I'm, that here. <laughs> you know? Okay. I don't know about the whole true arm's length sale part of it, but uh, I think what they're know. tipping on is the the idea that they're going to the listing agent directly. And then we get into the whole variable rate commission scenario where are they compensated to sell direct and then they're truly not represented and then are they being misguided? That that is a huge topic that you can start getting into. But you know, the thing is, is this, I, I'm, I, and Chris, maybe, you know, I, I think you and I agree on this subject, but the... Well, this will be rare. I know. Go ahead. <laughs> we both like pizza. Um, no, the, the idea that the buyers coming in are probably more educated now than ever in the history of real estate that I've seen. We totally agree. Yeah. And they're coming in telling us what the houses are worth and what they want to offer, not necessarily coming in and saying, what should we offer, Mr. or Miss, you know, realtor? And so it's different. It's not a, it's not a, I don't, such a and sheep a good and wolf. Thing. It's, it's, it's more of wolf and wolf. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. You know, but the other thing is, is that there's some information that's out there that's probably not the real information either. Mm-hmm. And so you got to kind of sift through that. But in general, I think uh, everyone's a lot more. Uh, I just went to a house the other night and I, I went in there and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. I mean, this thing is I could show it tonight, you know, and it was yeah. our first meeting. And typically we go in there and kind of say, hey, do this, do that, do this. And I'm like, this place was like perfection. Mm-hmm. I'm like this is crazy, so I had to come up with something, you know. But it was uh, it, really interesting. But I think that's the whole part about you know they did their study and they looked around. They know what you know what's what's selling and how it's selling, and, and mm-hmm. they got it already. So. You know, those are some of our favorite, obviously, sellers because it makes everyone's job a lot easier, and I think they can appreciate what the marketplace is, is demanding. But there's the other buyers and the other sellers. We've talked about this before. Maybe it's your elderly parents and they just don't have that extra income and they've lived there for 30 years. Bringing resources to the table that allow them to make those improvements that will reflect a nice return. Or like if you listen to the show earlier, Barry, previous to us, was talking about the return on, on remodeling. And there's right. There's very few things that literally give you 100% return. I mean, outside stuff was very limited. Inside stuff like kitchens and your bathrooms are right on the money. That is uh, some of the better investments, but the simple things. Going back to the bank-owned property days, we'd have a horribly gross property. They'd repaint the interior, and they'd put new carpet down. They wouldn't touch the kitchen. They wouldn't touch the bathrooms, and you'd be re- – I mean, it was amazing how people, when they walked in, weren't grossed out. And they were like, you know what? We could fix this kitchen. This is kind of cute. We could work on this over time. There are strategies that you can employ that are not necessarily the full remodels. Sometimes it's just taking out the disgusting factor. If you have tracks from, you know, somebody walking with shoes in the house, getting that new carpet down or that fresh paint makes a lot of difference. Yeah. You know, we talk about that and I have to bring it up because I've, I've kind of switched on what the most important thing is. And to mm-hmm. me, it's decluttering and cleaning. Yeah. That is the most important thing that you can possibly do. And when I say decluttering, you got to make it feel like they can move in there and they can... It's not like you're moving because you have to because you right. have no room left. You know, you have to make them feel that, oh, my gosh, look at all this room that I have. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's something like you have a, a small storage room downstairs and everything's packed around the furnace and the, right. the stuff packed on top of the water softener and you got to move it off to be able to put the salt in. Then you have a small two-car garage. Mm-hmm. You know, That's full. you can't do that. You have yeah. to get all of that stuff out to be able to make them look past it because I call them justifiers. You know, they have to be able to justify that, hey, that two-car garage, you know what? We only have two cars. We'll park them in there. We can always build a little shed mm-hmm. for our lawnmower and our bikes. So they justify that. But if you have it filled up, then they don't think about that little shed. Well, I'm, I'm doing the same thing with a two-car garage, and they've got the old, you know, board slat, you know, uh, interior wall sheathing. I'm like, let's paint this garage white. Make this bad boy look as big as possible so that we can – people walk in there, they open the garage door. It's bright. It's light. It's, you know – 
Or the other secret to that too, Chris, is this is, I don't know if you know this, but you increase the bulb wattage a little bit, even uh-huh. though you normally wouldn't have that bright. That's when I take out a lot of those super efficient bulbs and I'll put in a little bit brighter of a bulb or I'll recommend that the, the seller does that. And it makes things look brighter, bigger, you know. Yeah. Light is so important. It For is. Sure. All right, I tell you what, let's take a break here. We have more show to come. If you uh, have a real estate question, 651-989-9226 or send it along a uh, text line. And that number is 81807 for your text, 81807. It's uh, 1046 in the morning, 66 degrees. There are a few clouds out there. See some sunshine here down in the concrete canyons of downtown Minneapolis with a high later today and again tomorrow, about 82 Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And welcome back to this portion of our real estate show here uh, on A3OWCCO. Uh, guys, uh, Chris and Andy, we do have uh, a caller on the line. Should we get to yeah, that? Let's do let's, that. Uh, let's do that. Don is on a cell phone, I believe. Go ahead, Don. Thank you. Hello, Don. Well, I think Don is... Uh, Sailed away for a little while there. but uh, Focusing on driving, that's yes, good. Yes, that's good. Text questions. Does a house where a death happened lose value? Not like a homicide or anything. No. I mean, it's, it's, I don't think so life. either. I mean, you do get it's people life. that are a little superstitious. You know, I think that there's, you know, maybe some something looming like a spirit or something in the house, but that's subjective to each buyer. You know, some people could care less and think it's a great story and somebody lived here and loved it and great. And then the next I mean, time, how much do you guys have to disclose? Well, uh, that you have to disclose a murder. Okay, so, so something like if there that. Was a crime. crime. If, if there was there's a, crime. a crime, yeah. yeah. So, right. yeah, you gotta you gotta do that. So, anyways, um, what does this other one say? Something about houses are more overpriced and people more underpaid than any point in history. Uh-oh, you're, you're, you're checking yeah, your stats. Yeah, that's completely. When wrong. will the bubble hit and housing prices once again be affordable? It's just the opposite, actually. Right now, incomes are going up. People are getting raises. There's statistics showing that we are still in one of the most affordable housing markets that's ever. Interest rates are at 4%. I mean, we're still, money is on sale. Houses are, as long as the houses aren't going up faster than the jobs are going up. And I I get it. There's somebody that's maybe stuck in the same job that's not making what they want to make. And they are watching housing get more expensive because they're not getting raises. But the thing is, is the rest of the world's asking for raises. You see them across the country. They're, they're pushing to get that more money. Um, the thing is, is that housing, you know, Chris, you and I were kind of talking about the confidence. And I think there was a Gallup poll that actually talked about that, that homeowners right now or the American uh, consumer actually feels more confident in housing than any other investment right now because of that consistency and the, the affordability, the low rates, the jobs are increasing in value and it's it's just, you know, it's just one of those things that I, I've seen for years. It's just when it gets crazy, you know, like if the average house right now is four fifty, then yes, I agree with that. But it's not right. it's and history history repeats itself. It has all all the time. But you just hope that people learn a little more from it. And I think and I really do think that's why the inventory is because people are cautious about it right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, but the other thing is that when we're talking about being affordable there's gaps in the market right now in that 700 to a million, million one range that are fantastic opportunities for mm-hmm. people. I mean, and, and what people do is they're going to wait. They wait until they start selling, and then those prices start driving up and they pay more rather than grabbing them when it's not a good time. I mean, we see that all the time. There's little markets that, my yep. gosh, if you could have grabbed them. Um, one was a couple of years ago. 
kind of in that 320 to 350 range was a little mm-hmm. was a little whatever. I mean, that range right now is now 399, right. you know, to four and a quarter. Right. You know, but people weren't grabbing them at the time. Then all of a sudden they start grabbing them and then they push up. Well, you know, and I think, I think there's – look at the example of this. Anybody listening, when you were a kid at 10 years old and you'd ride your bike to the candy store, how much was candy? You know, could you get sick for a dollar like I could? Or do you, are your candy bars a dollar fifty a piece like they are now? And, and the thing is, is that things go up over time. They just do. Now, what, what the balancing act is the proportions, right? Is housing going crazy? Or is, you know, like I always look at the price of milk and how milk has been suppressed for so many years and not allowed to go up. And there's little things that we as, as humans grasp. But look at fuel. Look at all these other crazy things. Look at how much you spend on cable TV. Look at how much you spend on cell phones. Look, at, I mean, it's ridiculous. And so pick your battles. And I'd say this, you know, looking back at that Gallup poll, I just pulled up the stats on that. 34% of the buyers that were surveyed think that the best investment right now is real estate. 25% stocks and mutual funds are the best investment. 18% think gold is the best investment. And savings accounts at 13% and only uh, 5% on bonds. So consumer confidence is in housing, and that's probably why you're seeing the sway that we're seeing right now. All right, we have, boy, a minute and a half to go here. Tom is on a cell phone. Tom, how about a quick question? Oh, thanks for taking my call. Say, I've, I had my house for sale about 30 days ago, and it didn't appraise. I had it listed for uh, 190 and it was appraised it down to 167 And I had probably 11 offers, uh, five of which were over the asking price. And I don't think the appraiser knew what the market was like. You know, that Tom, is exploding right now. Yeah. Tom, what did we see? I mean, was it FHA, the buyer coming in, or was it conventional? You know what? We're almost out of time. Uh, I would say this. If it's an FHA appraisal, you're stuck for six months. They're, at nobody that else, appraised they, value. They can't yeah. change it. If I'd ask the buyer to switch to conventional financing, then you can order a new appraisal or get a new lender that will order a new appraisal, and you might be able to fix that problem. And something under 200000 is hot, hot, hot. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. Now, again, are you guys going to come back next week? <laughs> we might as well. If you let us, yeah. <laughs> how do we this get, is awesome. How do we get in touch with you? It was a fun show today. Yeah. yeah. Prasky.com or ChrisRooney.com is, is the easiest way. Or go to our Facebook page because we have some of these stats quoted on our Facebook page. That's Real Estate Radio Hour, WCCO 830. And or come and see me at my open house, 18551 Legends Club what time Circle. Is that open? At noon. I'm heading out right now. Heading out right now. Good deal. Well, we're heading out to make way for Dara. Uh, but uh, enjoy the weekend. Don't forget Mom Tomorrow. Happy Mother's Day, all. 66 degrees right now in the Twin Cities, heading for 82 both today and again tomorrow. You stay tuned to CCO. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.